guys. Thanks for tuning in to Sanctified Studio. This is Jason here with my lovely wife, Nikki. Hey. We, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Got so excited to introduce our guest. We have a guest with us here today. We have Pastor Justin Cheely. Say hi. Hey, what's up? So excited to have you on, bro. Excited to be here. So Justin is uh, one of the pastors at our church, the mm-hmm. Church of Arizona, up here in Pine Top, Lakeside. Holler. Yes. Yeah. Love those guys over there. Um, so Justin is a special guest because I feel like you, I look up to you as far as like the things you know. What? You know what I mean? Sh- shocker. Oh, man. But uh, I, I no do. Pressure. I really, no pressure. I really appreciate like your, your ideas, the way you break down scripture. Mm. Um, Praise the Lord. Like how you make it relevant, you know, things like that. Relevant in my life, especially. Um, and then if, if nobody knew, Justin actually baptized me back in, in April. Yes. Shout Heck, out. True story. True, True story, story, man. Praise the Lord. Man, what a but, privilege. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, how long have you been a pastor now? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know years? how long it's been. Maybe three years? Jeez. Three, three maybe four? Going yeah. on four? I think, I think going on four. Wow. That, is, that actually makes sense because when we first um, I started attending church up here, uh, you were just a regular attendee. Yeah. As, as well. Of, yeah. And I remember you talking, you know, about how you really aspired to be a pastor mm-hmm. and it was something really important to you. Yeah. yeah. So it was really cool to, to see you grow um, as just from like our small group leader, host, yeah. uh, you know, aficionado to, <laughs> to now an actual pastor. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's a pretty cool. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah, it's cool to see you guys grow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank With you. your help, the help of the church, um, help with scripture. Yeah. Right the, the real on. like. Um, digestible way that that our church, you know, lays it out. For I think sure. it's been crucial for sure for, for my my development. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but shout out to the leadership at the church. You guys are awesome. Absolutely, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really quickly, let let's give people your background. You are like a learned scholar. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd describe myself in that way. Um, <clears throat> I have a bachelor's degree, I guess, if that's what you mean by learned. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, yeah what's your yeah. degree in? I've, I've got a, a bachelor of religion, which is basically bachelor of biblical studies. I got it from Faith Seminary uh, up in Tacoma, Washington. Nice. So, Heck yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. like a four-year thing and all that? It was. So I, I got my associates here in Sholo from NPC. Nice. Uh, graduated from Sholo High School. Got mm-hmm. my associates from Northland Pioneer College. Okay. And then uh, moved up to Washington to do a youth internship and go to school there. Uh, and so I think I did like two years. I think it took mm. me two years on top of my associates to get my, oh, wow. my bachelor's of religion. Right on. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. That must yeah. have been deep. Like, I mean, really deep. <clears throat> it sounds cooler than it was. <laughs> 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 like I just did it all online. Like I never went to the campus. Oh, wow. Uh, oh. and, and it was just like, I was just like writing papers and yeah. stuff Yeah, yeah. and that's Which cool. is easy for me. Like if I had to do math, I would drop down. Me too. Dude. Hate math. Nikki's math is terrible. Yeah, you're right. You're the math wonder. <laughs> I mean, I was a data analyst for ten years. I guess but... you're the math wonder in this house. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not great at math. Yeah. I'm pretty good at my times tables. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all you really need. Really. Flashcards went a long way back in. 
yeah. sixth grade. <laughs> Stuck with me. <laughs> but um, yeah, the um, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, yeah. This is something that is like more and more in the media. Mm. It's something that has been brought up more and more in even like my own personal conversations. Um, the topic we're going to cover today, folks. Drum roll, <clears throat> please. <laughs> what? Drum roll. Drum roll, please. Uh, we're going to talk about aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Yes. All right. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best impression of the X-Files theme song. Um, <laughs> but the, the reason I wanted to talk about this, uh, like I mentioned, it would appear that uh, in, in, today, in today's news world, um, today's movie scene and all that, uh, there's a lot being talked about as far as this subject. It would appear that it's like taking a front, it's taking a front um, seat as far as um, what people are interested in. Uh, we even have just recently had the, I think, the first ever congressional hearing about UFOs. Was it the first? I think it was. The other ones have been like, they, they did investigations. There were operations into investigations okay, and whatnot. Okay. But I believe this was the, one of the first congressional hearings of whistleblowers and stuff um, where people were speaking and whatnot on, on these things. Um, so, aliens. 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 It's interesting. With the congressional hearing, maybe some of you are not familiar or not uh, aware what the takeaways were. Essentially, Congress is hearing uh, the comments from these whistleblowers who are all former government employees and contract employees. And there were a couple big takeaways. What are those? I'm glad you asked, Nikki. <laughs> One of those takeaways was that absolutely an, a craft was recovered. Absolutely from the words of this whistleblower. I'll, I'll add that. Some sort of craft um, that is beyond our technology was recovered, was the first big topic. Second big topic, or the second point of interest through the hearings, was that um, non-human biologics were recovered. Hmm. What does that mean? I know, right? Like, <laughs> like Cocker Spaniel biologics? <laughs> hmm. That could mean anything, right? Like, did the yeah. craft have like a rat problem or... Dude, <gasps> that's an angle. Whoa. That's an angle. <laughs> Cockroaches? Yeah. The little German ones, they like traveled across the world like that. Whoa. Anyways, but good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. They didn't really say. No. That, that's the thing is, is they didn't really say, you know... Um, all they said was non-human biologics. So vague. Mm -hmm. And then when pressed for more information, mm -hmm. the I'm going to do air yes. quotes, the whistleblower said he couldn't speak on it. Yeah. Because it was classified. Yeah. Classified. Hmm. But he's a whistleblower. He's yeah. a whistleblower. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, you're going to blow the whistle, blow the whistle, man. Don't yeah. Lay the on whole, that thing. Like, yeah, lay the, on whole, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> like, you're already going down. Like, just... Yeah. <laughs> Give that, us what you know. That exactly. Too, right? In the sense of breaking um, whatever, classified law or document law or, or top secret clearances, he's already done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so why, why, why hold back? That was my biggest red flag, honestly. Yeah. This whole thing. That was weird. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. weird. So those are two of the takeaways. Um, whistleblowers. 
Whistleblower is like a, a relatively like new term. You know what I mean? Like before it was like, I feel like we, when, when did we first hear whistleblower? Was it like Edward Snowden or Julian yes. Assange? That, that era, right? It was like Iraq war, uh, terrorism stuff. Was when we really started to see like the term whistleblower. Hmm. And lately it's just nonstop. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have we have the UFO whistleblowers. People blowing whistles all over the place. Where like did it's they very just, loud? It's like all those. It's like all those kids that that were the hall monitor in high school, mm-hmm. and they grew up, and they're like, I, I've got, you, I've just got to rat Where's you my all out. <laughs> <laughs> they got their eyes open, man. They're like looking for anything. I don't know, but uh, it would appear that these whistleblowers are becoming more and more popular, or at least yes. are um, being platformed. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? What interesting take. Who knows? Um, I, I just, just I just always have to wonder, like, what are they trying to distract us from? Yeah, a lot of people say that. You know, watch yeah. one hand while the other hand is doing something else. Yeah. Or what's going on, you know? Yeah. Like, just kind of like, why all of a sudden? Why all of a sudden is this, like, to distract from Russia? Is this to distract from anything? Is this to... Di- it could be a distraction from anything, really. I mean, mm-hmm. we're easily distracted so yeah. that would you think maybe it's like a sleight of hand type that's the word that's what i've been reading people that's what some of the big ideas are you know this is a distraction i don't really i don't really think like i don't buy into the distraction thing um for a bunch of reasons but primarily because this thing has kind of like been with us for a while mm-hmm. this idea of aliens um, I mean, obviously, people know of Roswell. Roswell. Back in the late 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other mass sighting incidences that people have had in the, you know, the late 90s, things like that. We've been doing this UFO thing for a little while now, uh, as far as like the government, like skirting information. You know, does Area 51 exist? Does it not exist? It doesn't exist. No, it does exist. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, we, um, it's just one of those things that we've been tiptoeing around. I feel like nobody really knows. It's like a gray area, you know? And in a sense, it's not so gray. Oh, we like that grays. Oh, grays. <laughs> no, okay, but, um, it's, it's really not a gray area if you think about it, because in my opinion, this, um, this framework of ideas and aliens and whatnot has, uh, they've, Media and Hollywood has kind of been shaping this for a little bit now um, through mm. movies, uh, through, you know, imagery is, and, and uh, video games, TV shows, uh, esoteric ideas. There's a lot going on here, I think, is, is what I'm getting at. Mm. I think this alien thing is just a little bit deeper than what we're being led to believe. At least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you think about aliens, Nikki? Well, you ever seen one? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> um, it's a weird thing. I mean, yeah. But have you ever seen like a flying saucer or anything? A UFO? I have not. Not no like anomalies in the sky. I mean, I saw like a meteor mm-hmm. like crash to the ground. Like a, had mm. like a green trail. Okay. Yeah. That's Is, like, does that count? It's like no. child's play. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think that would count. That's pretty recognizable. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, most people know it as like a meteor. That's like a natural occurrence too. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of media coverage though going on about it right now. That's for sure. Uh, not too long ago, what five, six years ago, actually, actually in the last ten years, they re- declassified that entire batch of uh, video footage. Did you guys see any of those? I did. Um, and there was like a number of, of like, like, like the fighter pilots and stuff. The that fighter were pilot, you stuff. got it with the tic tacs, yeah, yeah. yeah. the tic tac objects, the fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, footage and them actually you know the recordings of them witnessing this thing and they're trying to follow it or it's following them and whatnot it's making these radical turns 90 degree you know stop and zoom off at like 3,000 miles per hour Um, I mean that's the whole point of the congressional hearings right now right is that they're incorporating special training aerial training mm, so that when they come into contact with these things they know how to yeah you got it yeah, exactly. They're, they've even designed new protocols. They want to come up with a way uh, that pilots can know what to do should they encounter these crafts. You know, because mm-hmm. we're talking about we're not just talking about um, fighter pilots, military. We're talking about airline pilots, mm-hmm. um, uh, private uh, private um, pilots who are seeing these things. Obviously, people on the ground are seeing some sort of aerial phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. And they've been like having effects on like nuclear sites and stuff like that too. Oh man, that's a whole other aspect. So yeah. a lot of sightings around nuclear facilities, areas of importance, sensitive information like bases. They've been, um, it's alleged that there are some wonky happenings around those type of installations. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, among, well, aside from the coverage, what about like, the movies and things they've been portraying to us. And, and have you guys seen ancient aliens? Yes. I mean, I feel like it was on like the discovery channel when I was a kid. Dude, so it was a lot, a lot, so <laughs> much. I remember like being on summer break and just binging like whole <laughs> seasons of ancient aliens. Uh, I'm serious. I did. I really did. The, that whole series if you guys aren't familiar with it, I don't know how you can be unless you're living under a rock. Because, <laughs> wow, this whole ancient aliens thing is so... It, it has weaved itself so far into today's society. It's just like a... It's a thing that like people just kind of take on as like a knowledge in a way. I'm serious. You know, people... For instance, you, you ask them, you know, like, man, I wonder like how they did the pyramids. Or how, how were these um, things built? And mo- most people jokingly sometimes will say aliens. aliens. Dang. You know, it's, it's like a, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Not say, You know, you know the guy. You can yep. see him. With the crazy hair. <laughs> 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 uh, what's his name? Sukalos or uh, something like that. Mykonos? Something. I don't know. <laughs> Me, yeah, something like no, that. It's Mykonos. Not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> But you're no. saying like like this is so like deeply ingrained like like just the ancient alien thing is like so like deeply ingrained that people like unknowingly believe that it's true without even questioning it. Yeah. Or are are working their way up to believing that working it's their true. way up to, it's almost like like the effect that Sigmund Freud and his mm. thoughts on psychology exactly. has kind of weaved its way into like Western culture. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That we even just use his terminology without even considering the fact that like he said it. Yeah. Right. So that exactly. type of thing, like with, with kn- okay. I see what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Like they would, they wouldn't, they couldn't name Sukalos. You know, they couldn't name uh, Zachariah Sitchin, but they know these concepts. Right. You know, and and really quick, ancient aliens. What's the concept I'm talking about here? The, the concept I'm talking about is that. Here we go. Buckle up, folks. This is not my idea. This is the Ancient Aliens idea, brought to you by Disney and the History Channel. Disney. So, I'm serious, <laughs> they did. Yeah. And so, um, the Ancient Aliens concept here, folks, is that since the beginning of time, mankind and humanity has been um, encouraged and being led spiritually, technologically, by some sort of entity, extraterrestrial or ultra-terrestrial existence of beings. I'll just call it that. So that's the premise of ancient aliens. That's the premise of ancient aliens. What do you mean by, what did you say? Um, Extraterrestrial or ultra-terrestrial? What do you mean by ultra-terrestrial? So... Extraterrestrial would be the concept of a green man flying a spaceship from a different planet or galaxy, like Jupiter or you know something right. from the, the outer cosmos. Right. That would be extraterrestrial, an extra place of land, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Ultraterrestrial. <clears throat> Here's where it gets weird, guys. Ultra-terrestrial would be something along the lines of a fourth-dimensional kind of being that is here on Earth. So, and and could potentially move between, air quotes, dimensions. Okay. And when I say dimensions, from what I understand, it could be a dimension that we can't see with our eyes and the spectrum. It could be um, a, an actual dimension. Uh, I'm just going to lead you in here with what I know as the spirit realm mm-hmm. and the human realm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are, uh, from what I understand, those are the really uh, the, the two options for ultra-terrestrial. And, so, and so ancient aliens... Uh, and whoever the guy's name is that that Meek hosts notes? that okay. show. <laughs> um, so so he help me remember here because yeah, because yeah. is he looking at like like geology or yep. like and, and like um, uh, what would you call it? like cultural things from like ancient civilizations that kind of point to this? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's cool? Let me let me rephrase that. What I thought was really cool back in the day about ancient aliens <clears throat> was was this mile high view of history and the cultures that they give. Mile high, like like a UFO alien. <laughs> a- anyways, man, I just with the puns. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna try to stay focused. Um, okay, I really appreciated back then that mile high view they gave. In the sense of, um, take for, uh, I'm just going to go with, um, so for instance, uh, like like Sitchin, Zachariah Sitchin. Let's, let's go with that because a lot of the ancient aliens information 
is based on Zachariah Sitchin. And his whole thing was the ninth planet. Um, are you familiar? Nibiru, Sumerians. I'm not familiar. Anunnaki. Okay. And our listeners probably aren't familiar either, so maybe. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Man, yeah, this is, is going to be like this a five-hour podcast. I'm telling you, guys, there's something going on here. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying there's something going on here. Okay. So what? when did this guy... Uh, Sitchin? Yeah, like... like like when was he is he still alive was he like a way old guy or I don't he is still alive he does he does like those ufology like um conventions and stuff i believe he still does that whole thing and he okay. he, he he was a guest on the show for mm. multiple seasons okay um he's okay. he's an author and i want to say that the ninth planet <clears throat> was written in like the 70s or something like that. And so Sitchin's whole thing is that um, one of the ancient civilizations, which are the Sumerians, uh, they essentially, he, he, his translation, air quotes, alludes to um, a cos- cosmological beings who had come down to earth to meddle with humanity and enslave us. Interesting. And th- with the whole goal being that the gods were had become lazy and like, why are we doing everything? We should have the humans. Okay. Uh, mine the earth. Uh, come up with these resources. Th- things like that. It gets kind of gotcha. wacky. It gets gotcha. a little wacky. Yeah. So Sitchin's whole thing was looking at the you know Sumerian uh, cuneiform tablets and the writings the stories and, and that's how he arrived on this thing that there is a some form of higher being that had been meddling with humans since the beginning since the sumerian empire um, so that's one aspect uh there it, it goes on from there he, he doesn't even he, he he covers so many things that it gets it gets convoluted you know, a lot of the stuff does. It's like working in circles a lot of the time. But um, the ancient aliens runs with it. And, and they're really good at, like, giving visual representation. Like, like look at these, uh, look at this stone. Right. You know, look at this stone. I remember you know, that. We can't do that right now, so it must have been aliens. Or, <laughs> or e- even still, they, they go on, let's go Old Testament. They, they, can, they have explanations as, as far as aliens acting in the Old Testament. For instance, um, Sukalos, one of his ideas or theories is that manna that the Israelites were using to sustain themselves and whatnot was actually created from a device, a machine that was collecting the dew and turning it into food that, that they would sustain themselves with. It just seems far-fetched. It, it almost seems like like a... Well, obviously, from a pastoral uh, sure. perspective, yes, it just seems like it's 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 a it's it's a direct assault on on God, right? Yes. Mm. Like we don't want to believe in God, so so we're gonna believe in in ancient aliens. Yes. It's weird, huh? You know, we um hmm. yeah I don't, I don't know. They just try no, to explain right. it away with like. I don't know. What are they doing? Are they trying to steal? What are, you, are they trying to steal it's God's trying wonder? to steal the wonder, <clears throat> yeah. And just making it more like, I don't know, like, 
science, you know, I'd be interested to know, um, like at what point in, in history did aliens become a thing? Man. Right. Like, was it the forties with Roswell? Was that like, Uh, or or does it go? Nope. It It goes back further. It goes way back. It goes back way further. But like, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. (laughs) Ancient aliens. That's one that everyone's familiar with because it's still on today. You know, they still broadcast it everywhere. People love it. They Mm -hmm. love it. Um, Another thing that uh, they were really good at doing like you mentioned earlier, the culture thing, they're really good at taking um, um, clips of time. You know, what's going on in the world elsewhere during this time? Yeah. You know, what, what do other cultures say that sort of correspond to what this other culture says? You know, and they're, they're taking these ideas. They're really good at taking these global ideas and bringing them into one um, idea. Really, it's what they're, it's kind of what they're doing. It's really just what they're doing. Um, one of the other things that I want to point out is that the ancient aliens, Zechariah Sitchin thing, a, a lot of that, um, they're, they're essentially, they're taking, they're using biblical references and biblical stories and then explaining it away. From God. Yeah. For instance, the biblical flood. You know, pre-Diluvian, post-Diluvian ideas and civilization stuff. They really hunkered down on that. And, and Graham Hancock, who is also a frequent guest on Ancient Aliens, he has a recent show out. Um, dang it. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my gosh. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter, honestly, because it's just repetitive yeah, yeah. jargon and yeah. stuff. Um, he has a series out right now, and his whole premise, he's an author. He's a traveler, explorer. He does archaeological studies, things like that. Uh, I was a huge fan. I'm still, I'm, what is it, Nick? It's Ancient Apocalypse. Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting, because... Graham, what they're doing, you know, they're, they're acknowledging a biblical flood. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In my mind, they have to acknowledge that. Yeah. There's no denying that there was a massive flood. And they don't deny it either because all the cultures talk about it. Like you have culture after culture that is constantly... They, they always have this story that there was a massive flood, wiped out everything, was detrimental to humankind, and then they moved forward or something like that. Or they were saved. Or they went underground. There's different variations, you know. Right. From, from here in North America, you have um, the mud people who came out of the Grand Canyon after the big flood and went on to seed the Southwest. You have, um, it, it goes on and on. There's so many different, st- Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, you got the Old Testament, uh, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's there. The, the, and geology, you can't, be, right. you can't deny, you know, geology shows a massive outpours of a flood, mm-hmm. flood waters in different areas. That's one thing that Graham Hancock does really good about is, is the evidence for the flood. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give him that. He's 
He's yeah. controlling the narrative on the flood. You know, the, the part of the narrative I don't agree with is, is um, you know, the, the rest of the story that he reasons and whatnot. But so that was just one of the first things as far as this alien obsession. It's yeah. like we have been knee deep in like this idea and concept of some sort of entity or beings manipulating humankind. You know, um, it doesn't stop there. I mean, it goes on. Uh, what else do we got? We got um, <clears throat> you got the Space Odyssey 2001, mm-hmm. like the like the old movie from the 60s. Yes, we just watched that. We last just week. watched it. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I highly encourage you to watch it again. Yeah. Right. Because All it right. was like, oh, interesting. This is like, yeah, this is really really deep. You know, there's Super a couple deep. concepts in there too that are applicable now. Like for instance, uh, side sidetrack in Space Odyssey 2001, the whole reason he goes up. The whole reason he goes to this station, this operation, is because of this monolith that they find. Mm. Have you, tell me you've seen this, Justin. I can't say that I have. <laughs> so I won't harp on it too much. But yeah. Whoa. It's like Gnostic to the core. Oh. Okay. I'll be, I'll be honest. I, it was the first time I ever watched it just this last week. So. Yeah. 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 You're I not alone. I've seen clips because it's really old. Whatever yeah, I'm a time. 90s kid. So. Yeah, but it's incredible. Like the graphics. <laughs> the graphics are incredible. Like for when it was made, I'm like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Kubrick. Yeah, know, I know. He's a weirdo, but he does mm-hmm. good movies. Um, mm-hmm. um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. It's re- interesting because, side note, um, you can see things in play in the movie and now in our own life and current events. He he does this briefing, like, look, how long are we going to – I'm not sure how long we're going to keep up this fake charade. We're just going to pretend – um, that uh, this thing is a pandemic until we finally get down to the real hardcore, you know, reasons that we're experiencing this phenomena, blah blah blah. And, and someone's like, "How long are we going to have to keep up this, you know, cover story about this um, this outbreak?" And he's like, oh. "I'm just not sure. We're mm-hmm. looking into it." Wild. He's like, "Whoa!" And they mentioned they mentioned having to condition the people back on Earth. Yeah, he's like, "We're still working on a conditioning program um, you for know, people to like accept the." The, the official narrative of whatever yeah. they're dealing with in this movie. It's yeah. really interesting. Very like 1984-ish. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Love that book. So, yeah, also good. Yeah, yes. wow. That's mm-hmm. a big one. You have to do a whole show on that. So yeah. so this, this was, what, like 30-ish years after the Roswell thing. I'm still just okay. wondering, like, at what point in... In Western history, did did aliens, as we know them today, become yep. a thing? It's it's weird. From the research that I've done, it would appear that this thing took off in about the 1915s. 1915, and, and that's like that's like very close to the whole thought that, right? Like a, a like bomb shelters and, and, and nukes. Well, maybe not. No, not nope. quite. That's a little, quite. that's a little earlier. It's a little earlier. That's we're, a little earlier. So we're talking right. um, World War One, pre-World yep. War One era. Weird. Um, and 1915. An, 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 an explode. I'll, I'll get an explosion of like industrialness, industrialism okay. and things like that here in, in the States. So the reason I say 1915s and 20-ishes is for one reason in particular. Okay. Um, there, I'm sure baby, I'm sure people know this name. There was a man named Aleister Crowley. There we go. 
She knew where I was going. I was like waiting, like waiting for you to go into this. She knew where right. I was going. Yeah, I was. Okay. This is not my idea. Okay. Okay. This is something you guys can all go read, look up yourself. Um, there's many articles on it. You can even go and read this man. I highly recommend against it because it's very occultish. Um, but you could read all of his explanations, his processes, his workings, and all that. Aleister Crowley is um, known as one of the most powerful occultists to ever live. Oh, my gosh. Um, right up there with another powerful occultist, Madame Blavatsky. Um, and so these were, they're just occultists. They're people who... They take this recycled, air quote, knowledge and hidden wisdom, gnosis. They take this knowledge and recycled information and they created it into their own modern of 1900s, of their own modern, they they molded it into their own modern representation and offering, okay? And so where you ask, where did did this, this idea come from? Back in... Like I said, the 19, I want to, maybe 1918? Aleister Crowley did a particular working. Uh, by working, I mean ceremony of magic. He created an entire process called Thelema. And Thelema is just a reworking of hermetic magic. And um, it's, it's just Gnosticism and a form of how to. S- do you know who John Dee is? I do not. Dang it. John Dee was the Queen's seer. Uh, the first queen seer. Uh, but anyway, so John, what's a seer? A seer is a magician. Okay, thank you. Uh, someone who he's a holder of of ancient knowledge. He's a, they're, they're gnostic. Uh, John D created what's called the Enochian language, and essentially, in a really compressed breakdown, um, it's it's a it's a form of magic through sigils and through workings, through processes, through blood. Um, it's, it's magic with a K. Okay, like real magic. Dark, yeah. like spirit magic. Okay. Like witchcraft. Correct. Yeah. This is, it's full-blown witchcraft. Um, and so he came up with a, 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 air quote, science of this stuff uh, to bring them forward, them being entities, demons, uh, spirits for their own personal use and gain. And so that's why he was the queen's uh, personal seer and, and magician. Uh, that was John D. Fast forward, Aleister Crowley, because this is all known throughout time. These people are in small circles, you know, like secret societies, things like that, like things that are kept hidden. This dark. Ages. This is some dark stuff, man. 100%. Yeah. Aleister Crowley, he's doing a working, and during this working, he summons an entity called Lamb, L-A-M. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So yeah. Lamb, and okay, so during this working, Crowley draws Lamb and as a you know, way of showing other people, you know, this is what I saw, this is what Lamb is, here's what he wants me to do. And the image of Lamb looks eerily similar to an alien gray. So you have massive head. Whoa. Really, really big head. Pale. This um, is... The only thing that doesn't match up is the big old eyes. 
that yeah. we would commonly know uh, as a gray, a gray alien, big old eyes, pale skin, massive head, small body. If you guys could see this, it's very creepy. It's very creepy mm-hmm. image. Very um, creepy. So you could look this up yourself, folks. Lamb, L-A-M, Crowley. Big head. So yeah. Lamb, I'm sorry, Crowley. <laughs> Crowley drew that in 1918. I nailed that. 1918. <laughs> hmm. Wow. That's a long time ago, folks. Did they have TV in 1918? No. no. Did they have uh, Hollywood movies back then? I'm not even sure Hollywood was a thing yet. It's possible. Know. Silent movies? Maybe, Maybe silent movies, things like that. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure, yeah. yeah. But that's a really long time ago, folks. And I encourage you to look at this image and... Make the connection in your mind, if you can. If there's a connection to be made, maybe I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But in my mind, it's undeniable where this alien gray image came from. You go and ask anybody, draw me an alien. That's what they will draw. So so this guy, Crawley, does this divination or seance type it was called the amaranth the working oh my gosh he does that <laughs> he he does that he he encounters something called lamb and he draws it mm-hmm. and and like what you're saying is like like this in, in your opinion this is the like the point in which the, the whole alien phenomenon took off. Essentially, I'm saying that um, Crowley absolutely influenced and different occultists in general, not just Crowley, John D. Crowley, Blavatsky. Um, the father is Satanism too, right? Yeah, Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey. Um, all these folks are just recycling hermetic, thelemic, Gnostic practices mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. There's now let's go under the sun. Let's go. Nothing new under the sun ever. No. Ever. No. And when you're lost in these things and new age and you don't have Christ as like a, a spiritual guide or the light that you're walking towards and, and trying to get to, Everything seems new under the sun. Everything. Like when I was doing that stuff and and trying to like transcend my human thoughts or like find the secret knowledge and like things like that. I just, it, it's okay. Next door, next door, next door. What's that door? Let's go down that door. Oh, no, that was a dead end. Come back around. Oh, that door leads to this door. It, it's all just a circle of, of nothing. And it's, 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 it's just in, repackaged. It's repackaged, recycled, and it's, it's alluring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it does seem like this, this next thing is new. It's this marketed. next thing is new. Yeah. Yeah. Slap yeah. it on a plastic lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yep. So I wanted to lead into post Crowley. And now you're seeing this explode. If you look back in, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s America. Um, occultism is exploding. You have regular instances of families who 
would say they're Christian, they're doing table levitations. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're talking with mediums. Um, when did the Ouija board come into the, oh, geez. into the scene? I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. I'll get back to you. There's actually an interesting story about the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to like... Same thing with the tarot cards, the first printed tarot cards. Have you read about those? That's interesting. Even playing cards, there's like a demonic thing behind that. But like regular, um, yeah. so anyway, so let's say okay, post post Crowley, 1920s, 30s, 40s, you see this occultism exploding. Okay, Roswell happens. Um, I want to talk about another. So that's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Let me just pause you right there because yep. um, what what's happening in those years up till 1940? That's when it happened, right? Roswell. Yeah, 48. Yeah. Okay. So, so in those years between 1918 and 48, is this is this uh, culture that's being created? This lens in which people view the oh, world nice. around them, and that's the lens that they're going to look at whatever this Roswell experience is. I would agree with that heavily. And so, um, post Roswell, you have a, a a character step onto the scene who happens to go on to found a false religion. And that gentleman is L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard, most people, I mean, people generally know this. He was a science fiction writer. Yeah, he was a big science fiction writer, wrote all sorts of science fiction. Interesting. Lots of it. L. Ron Hubbard. What's interesting about L. Ron Hubbard Hubbard is his buddy that helped him create this theory and concept of Scientology. Um, oh my gosh. I didn't plan to go here, but his name, oh my gosh. Parsons. Parsons. Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. How you keep all this in your head oh, is dude. stunning. I don't know. All the all the good things get forced out, and I'm left with all this stuff. <laughs> Jack Parsons. Now follow along with me, guys. Okay. Jack Parsons died in the '50s. Jack Parsons. Um, this is not uh, just an author, loony guy. He is a rocket engineer. Jack Parsons um, worked in a jet propulsion lab. Um, he advanced the liquid fuel and solid rocket technologies. Um, I can go on and on. He went to Stanford, CIA connection. Um, <laughs> it, it just goes on and on, guys. This guy is mad connected. Jack Parsons is he's former military. He was an officer. He's in uh, engineering. What else is cool about him? is he's super tight with L. Ron Hubbard. And he's a thelemite. What the heck is, is that? that? So, <laughs> Jack Parsons is a follower of Aleister Crowley. Uh-oh. He's an actual thelemite. He's a member of the Agape Lodge of, of the Ordo Templi Orientis, which is the OTO, another secret... Um, a society that just deals with recycled hermetic magic. Um, we are in the rabbit hole, folks. We're <laughs> deep. 
I, I'm just trying to build this yeah. concept of influence. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can I just interject here about the Ouija board? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so it was introduced. I mean, it, it's been around since 1890, but it was introduced to um, society in 1920 by Norman Rockwell. Um, so it's just hmm. interesting. There's the uh, original ad wow. in a magazine. So that's when it got introduced to like the average American household. Interesting. By, by good old Hasbro. Hasbro. Yep. I can only imagine what sort of stuff he was into. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's a separate subject. That's oh, yeah. That's, that's a whole other. So... These the reason I'm mentioning Parsons and Hubbard is because these are some people who are framing the scientific sci-fi imagery. Okay. If you look at some of Elrond and Hubbard's books, I mean it's all it's all sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys were messing around with Aleister Crowley's Thelema. Um there are a number of books, folks, that go over Parsons and Hubbard's occultism, the wicked things they did to each other, to their wives, to children. Um, it goes on and on. Like th- These guys are very connected into esotericism um, and the CIA and the military. It's interesting. It's really in- this is not my information. This is not my idea. This is fact. Like they are in the membership books, they're in the lodge records. They're these are occultists. Okay. Full blown. With that being said, and and you think that these are the guys that are building the framework around what we know today as aliens and yes, along with other big key players. You know, like we said, Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Steven Spielberg, those type of big names. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into too much into that aspect, mm-hmm. um, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leading us in here to the idea that these ideas were given to us. They're they're not. We've been led here to this concept of sci-fi, uh, to this concept of of you know entity interaction mm-hmm. okay we, we it's clear that there's this alien entity space obsession thing going on from the early from the early periods of of, of uh, the 1900s or the, yeah. so we're being conditioned to think about these things through through a certain lens by by these guys for some motive motive that's yeah. what we're getting at that is what I'm getting at, folks. Stay with us. <laughs> what do you shoot me an email, guys? What do you guys think about this stuff? Because I would love to hear. This is just that's why I brought Justin on because Justin's super level-headed. Mm-hmm. I get going. <laughs> I get going, and it's like, oh boy, you gotta you gotta put my e-brake on. But um, so so um, so we just got done covering, you know, this 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 obsession. It, it's clear, you know, media, movies. I didn't even get to talk about what about all the recent major podcasts that are platforming these air quote whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start with 
Joe Rogan. The man. The, the man, myth. The podcast. The legend. Yes. The world. The legend himself. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big listener. I mean, Joe, but Joe Rogan, I mean, he, he yes, he's platform, he platforms everybody, though. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like nobody that guy won't talk to about yeah. whatever they want to talk it's about. It's true. Yeah, he's head on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's head on everybody. Even like right. the people that other folks that shy away from. Yeah, yeah. Right. he does. He's, um, what's his whole thing? His whole format is that uh, let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just get it out there. <laughs> let's just talk about it. You know, no yeah. motive. No, no, no motive whatsoever. Do you think he has a motive? I absolutely believe he has a motive. Interesting. I, I do. I, I wholeheartedly believe that Joe Rogan is controlled opposition and that Joe Rogan, and I'll, possibly the next person we'll talk about here, but I'll just stick with him right now. Um, guys, let's look at the things Joe Rogan talks about consistently. And then first, let's talk about his logo. Mm. His logo is him making a funny face with the all-seeing eye over his third eye. So I don't want to get into too woo-woo. A lot of people say, what does that mean? What does this mean? What, what does that symbolism mean? I don't think anybody really knows. But I think it means that that is the mark of an illuminate. Now, I'm not saying Joe Rogan's Illuminati, some secret sect that's been controlling the government and the world forever. That's not what I'm saying. Banned from Spotify. Ba- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, it'll be gone tomorrow. Yeah. The hammer's That's dropping. not what I'm saying. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that, in my opinion, that mark on Joe Rogan's forehead means that he has been brought into, or he thinks that he is a keeper and a retainer of gnosis, of hidden knowledge, mm. of secret knowledge. Now, the reason I believe that is because some of the content. He's since I've been listening to Rogan since about 2013 ish, about 2013. And before I was, I was walking with the Lord, and before I really dove into to Christianity and, and the Bible, um, the, the reoccurring things he talked about in my mind, are very obvious to the intent he's trying to bring. Um, things like things like transhumanism. Uh, the concept that uh, we as humans are somehow going to transcend, so rise above this, air quote, this human condition limitation that we have. Which is a uniquely... Christian theory mm, in the sense of in the, in the sense that in the sense that um, since Genesis 3 we you know in the fall of man we are not fully human mm. because when God created us he created us without sin without without flaw right he created us perfect and sin marred that that image and so in a sense, we've been dehumanized, mm-hmm. and, and sin is like a process of of being dehumanized, and we, and and we can see it like, like, um, like we, we can see the levels to it, in, okay. in which we, in which we become more bestial, I guess you could say, carnal, 
Yeah. More yeah. About the physical and, and less, desires, fleshly. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's exactly it. Okay. You know, okay. I think of, I think of Romans one, right? Like he talks about, um, like the apostle Paul talking about, um, like, like giving up the image of God to pursue like the image of the creature, mm. you know, and, and, and becoming more beastly, I guess, yeah. toward, towards God and, and, and less human. And so I think that the, the desire to transcend, you know, we, we hear this phrase all the time, um, where, where it's like, well, to be human is to be flawed. Mm, right. Mm. Okay. And I would okay. say that I disagree with that. To be human is to be, uh, is is to perfectly image our Creator to the world around us. Mm. Okay. Like it's we not designed. to be flawed. It's 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 inhuman to be flawed. It's inhuman to be imperfect because God didn't create us with flaw. He didn't create us imperfect. Mm. And so we have this desire where where we know that something's wrong with us as 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 humans. Okay. Yeah. Um, how the world defines that. I mean, no doubt. Right. You know, so, so we have this idea that to want to, to, to air quote, right. Uh, transcend what, what we perceive is human. But I think that the, that, that the desire behind that is, is to, is, is, is this innate desire that God's created in us to image him to the world around us. We know that we're not we're not human like we're meant to be. Totally. Mm-hmm. We're flawed. We all know we're something's imperfect. not right. Something's wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, and, but, but then how, how we go about explaining that and pursuing this idea of transcendence, right? Like, like we can pursue it in a flawed way where it's like we, you know, we can stick AI in our, in our brain so that might make you, you know, more knowledgeable, yep. might make you be able to, you know, act faster but it's not going to fix the sin problem within you no doubt you know there's only one way to transcend our human condition and that's through jesus christ right the gospel um as he perfects us from one degree of glory to another until at that at that time right when we pass from this life uh and into eternity like Mm -hmm. those who are with christ are able to transcend this this faulty humanity that we've been living in this dehumanized uh, state that we live in mm-hmm. makes total sense. Yeah. It's a hundred percent sensical. <laughs> like, it really is. It, yeah. it, as far as scripture, that's, that's just the way it, that's it. It's in like you, you, you kind of alluded to, you know, whatever people are trying to call it, this limitation, this roadblock, you know, um, they're just trying to do it without God, right? It's just yes. building that tower of Babel once again yeah. to try to, 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 to build this ladder to the heavens to yeah. where we can, you know, uh, have, we don't want to submit to God. And so we want to become the equal to God and we're willing to, to, to do whatever it takes to make that happen. But, but there's only one path there. Yeah. There's only one ladder to God and that's mm-hmm. and that's Jesus. Yep, for ultimate Amen. salvation. Mm-hmm. Man, it's deep. And and like and I don't you know, and you you're right. It the concept of transcendence is a very Christian like it's it's just it's based in Christian doctrine. Yeah. You know, it's based in the entire creation narrative. Yeah. 
transcendence is, folks. That's what we're saying. Transcendence is essentially covered. (laughs) The Bible covers it, you know, why you need to transcend. Yeah. And how to transcend. You transcend through Jesus. Mm. Um, Yeah, man. It gets wild, you know? So these themes, you know, in in media, in podcasts, I don't think they're an accident. Hmm. You know, I I don't think that these are just, uh, I don't think that Rogan is just blindly bumping around this idea is what I'm getting at, folks. Um, And I'm not trying to, you know, bang on Rogan because he's just the one I go to because I'm most familiar and he's the number one podcast in the world. Yeah. Right behind him, number two, <laughs> just recently. Sanctified mm-hmm. Studios. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Oh, man. That, that was one good. can only pray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One can only pray. That would be cool. Yeah. We'll see. No promises. No. Whatever the Lord wants. Yeah, exactly. He gets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? So right behind him in number two spot is Sean Ryan. Okay, really quick. Sean Ryan... I, and I struggle with this one, I I don't really have an emotional connection to Joe Rogan. Um, Maybe at first I saw him as like this, this teacher, you know, of enlightenment and esoteric ideas, especially through psychedelics and other nuances and things like that. You know, back in the day, he he was like, I loved his information. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but with Sean Ryan... This one is like harder for me to even say. I love Sean Ryan. Like I do. I freaking love the guy. Like like physically and everything. I love his content. I I love his path or his seeming path cuz let's face it, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. No none of us know him. No. Here's what I do know about Sean Ryan. He's former CIA. Uh he's former Navy SEAL, military, seen a lot of different things. He has a lot of connections. I know he was at the congressional hearings. I know he's been, he had on Bob Lazar, who is another whistleblower, mm-hmm. who is, you know, bringing forward this information of, of uh, advanced technology, things like that entity stuff. He, so Sean Ryan also has had on lately uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer is the director. No, that's a scary guy. He's, did you read about him? I did. So, and it isn't it interesting that he's kind of like the guy right now. He, he's the, the foremost, air quote, expert on this, this subject. Um, so really quick, you know, Sean Ryan has had on uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer is the director at the SETI Institute, which is the search for extraterrestrial um, life. I forget what the last letter stands for. But anyway, they're an institute with a bunch of satellites. and They, they listen for signals in space. Um, to make contact, to make contact mm-hmm. with entities. Just want to put that out there. So, Dr. Stephen Greer is another whistleblower. He's encouraging whistleblowers to come out um, to talk about this information. Dr. Stephen Greer has also been an advisor for different presidents um, uh, throughout throughout the past eight to twelve years, I believe. Um, so he's on different councils. He's an advisor on UFOs and anomalies. Uh, what a lot of people don't know about Dr. Stephen Greer is that he has his own personally developed method, which is called the CE5 method. So 
encourage you not to try that one at home, folks. Do not try Do not. this at home, folks. <laughs> no. CE5, what is that? Let's break it down. Um, when this whole alien thing started breaking out, investigations were happening. Uh, there was a man, I think his name was Weikert or something. This is a professor, astrophysicist guy. He came up with a system called the Close Encounters. I think it's a chart. It's a Close Encounters chart of some, some, some kind. So CE5 is Close Encounter of the Fifth Kind. Mm. So I'm sure you guys are well aware uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was a movie by Steven Spielberg. Um, Shocker. Wait, was that right? Is that oh. Steven Spielberg? I think oh. I misspoke. No, I think it is Steven Spielberg. Look that up for me. Nikki's on it. Nikki's on it. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I going? Okay, so this, this um, I guess protocol is a better word. This protocol is developed. Um, close encounters of the first kind would be um, an encounter that a human, a human sees an alien craft or UFO at 150 meters or more. Close encounter of the second kind would be a human interacts with the evidence like an indentation, a burn mark, or a broken piece of like terrain after seeing a UFO. Close encounter of the third kind would be a human being interacts. No, a human being goes on the ship. I forget. There's a third, the fourth. Look those up for me, Nick. Well, I just need to confirm that, yes, it, it was, was Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. The, close, the fourth encounter is like um, essentially the, he, the entity takes the human, and then the fifth. So that's like a Travis Walton. He had a close encounter of the fourth kind. He had a close encounter of the fourth kind. <laughs> I don't want to jump the gun, but... Oh, sorry. Or, or... Did he have a close encounter of the fourth kind because of his close encounter of the fifth kind? Okay, and what's that? What's the close what's encounter that? of the fifth kind is how you can directly summon and interact with the entity immediately, on demand, on command, through process that Dr. Greer has come up with. Wow. It's... Is, it, is this deep? Is this too deep? Is this kooky? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. This is the guy. Well, what's weird about this, I mean, everything you're saying is not, it's not hard to find. It's not. It's not like you're, you're searching like the, the backwoods of the internet to no. find this stuff. Correct. This is the guy. Like folks. I just Wikipedia this. Yeah. And it was like right there. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it, it's like the, like the topic of discussion right now. It is. It's the hot button right now. It's the yeah. hot topic. They want us to look into this, or they want us to, like, you know, be so, thinking about this. And so the question is, why? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Justin. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> 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 no, really. I mean, I can only have a theory, you know, just like anybody else. Right. Just mm -hmm. only theories. Um, so that's interesting, right? We have all these big people who are in media covering these things platforming these people um are they and it's so easy to get kind of caught up in this stuff I, I like i remember uh like a little while back 
uh, Rogan's interview with Bob Lazar, and I was like, oh, dude, like I was just eating it. It was up. good. It was really good. You know? And then I was like, oh, man, I got to go to Travis Walton next. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's a whole other wormhole. And, you know, it's the Travis Walton story is really neat because that happened here yeah. in, in our area yeah. here yeah. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, if you're not familiar with the name, Travis Walton is the main, the character of focus in the nonfiction event that happened during the late seven, early seventies, I think. Uh, there's a movie that was made about it called Fire in the Sky. I personally used to be Travis Walton's FedEx driver. <laughs> Little known fact. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he still lives up there in Snowflake. Saw him in Walmart. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have like got to like, dive into this with him, but I mean, I don't think he would have said anything that I would have been shocked about. Or I don't think he would have blown my mind with anything. Like the guy at the Thai place I was telling you about. Right. You know what I mean? It was all Dude. just like, oh, you're right. into this. Oh, <laughs> this is what you're, you're into. And so anyways, Travis, this is a this is a really good topic. I, I like the Travis Walton story because in the past year, I've been diving into it a little bit more. And I'm seeing like, oh, interesting tidbit. Oh, interesting tidbit. Um, so yeah, long story short, Travis Walton, uh, forest service logger, forestry guy was out there with a crew of like four, I think, as buddies or, or workers, maybe three. And uh, they were cruising through the forest south of Heber, near Rim Road, and the reservation, the Apache Reservation, which I think plays a big part in this narrative, um, The um, which will end up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, long story short, they get done with the shift. They're driving through the forest. It's nighttime. They see a craft of, or, or a light of some sort uh, through the trees. They're all freaking out. But Walton's like, yo, let me go check it out. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of the car and goes and checks it out. Um, there was a loud noise, a loud flash, and then he disappeared. Would you have checked it out? <laughs> In my p- past years, probably. Before Jesus? Before Jesus, I would have. I probably would have. I mm-hmm. probably would have. So and um, I like run. She would have. Nikki would have floored it. She would have oh, yeah, left me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have even looked back. <laughs> Let's be honest. You might have sent a text or called later, but you yeah, even gone. Yeah, yeah. So a couple so, hours so, later, you yeah. all right? Exactly. <laughs> so so he he disappears. His homies freak out. And they leave him. Uh, Travis. They go back and report this. Or is it after he went missing? Anyways, he goes missing for days, Travis Walton does, and then turns up in like a, at a phone booth naked or something on the west side of Heber. And the phone booth is still there it's today. It's still there. Is, mm-hmm. that the, is that that Mexican restaurant? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> side of the Mexican restaurant. Folks stop there and take pictures and all that all the time. Yeah, you can't um, miss it. The wall's painted with alien stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Get you a, a pine tree carved in an alien effigy. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever oh, in my Heber. gosh. It's yeah. weird. There's a fascination there again, right? Some sort of fascination. Yeah, mm-hmm. you drive through Hebrews, it's just aliens yeah. all over the place, man. Alien, alien. Men. Um, oh, they yeah. got like the the they got like the alien UFO smoke shop, the fire in yeah. the sky smoke shop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like come on. It's 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 good. It's a it's a fun topic. People have fun with it. Um, I wanted to just touch really quickly though. I mentioned you know 
did he have the fourth kind experience first or did he have the fifth kind experience first? Well, according to his story, he had had like these experiences with these aliens. Yeah. (laughs) As like a kid. Exactly. Exactly. Um, It's known that he was brought up Mormon. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a couple months ago, I'm not going to drop any names here, but uh, just a couple months ago, we were out off-roading and um, with some folks and a gentleman, a gentleman, sorry, a gentleman uh, who grew up during this time period, knows him personally, and the rest of the witnesses that were involved gave me some information. And he said, I asked him, because anytime I come across somebody who brings it up or knows them, or I think they might know them, I love to just like, what can I, what are they going to say about this incident? And this person, who I would absolutely classify as trustworthy, absolutely, um, aside from the religious affiliation, but because he's also LDS, yeah. <laughs> the, this person said that, oh yeah, those guys? Oh, those guys were dropping acid left and right back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so that threw up a couple red flags for me. Mm. A number of red flags. <clears throat> number one. Joseph Smith. How was that information disseminated to him? With his seer stone through witchcraft and an entity, a being of light. Number two, LSD and hallucinogenics. There's something about LSD and hallucinogenics, and it's undeniable at this point, um, that whether you agree with hallucinogenics or not, if you're like, I'm not touching them, or if you're like, I love them, it's undeniable at this point that under certain doses and quantities, it does something to like this veil of like the spiritual realm and this physical realm. And in my experience from doing those things, it's not a place you want to stay. Like it's not a place you're like, Oh, it's Friday night. Let's go to the spiritual realm. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not a toy. Right. You know, and, and the way it's being portrayed nowadays, it's being portrayed as a tool in this transcendence. Um, so like these days it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, look at the push with, look at the big push with ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. On Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. He's a huge pusher of ayahuasca. He was the narrator for the DMT spirit molecule movie, Mm -hmm. you know, and the entire premise of the movie. Have you seen that? I've not seen it. Bro, you got to check that out. (laughs) Gnosticism from the core. Oh yeah. Everything about it. Even so there's a collective, there's a collective thought process with, um, hallucinogenic folks and this transcendence idea that, that information is being transmitted to you, to us, while under the influence of these things from entities. And a lot of the times in the DMT realm with ayahuasca, especially in Peru with shamanic work and whatnot, with real like South American shamans, that entity that comes through, like almost like 95% of the time people say it's a serpent. Mm-hmm. It's a serpent being that is bringing knowledge, clarity, and an offering of transcendence. Yep. So when I heard, you know, the Travis Walton story and these little tidbits along the way that I'm learning about, you know, uh, his faith, 
you know, the origin of the, the, the Book of Mormon, um, witchcraft, seer stones, masonry, things like that. All these red flags went up with the Travis Walton story. And I don't even touch on the, the reservation aspect. So this I just learned this year from another podcast. Um, apparently, during the General Crook campaign, who was a cavalry general in this area, he was sent out to quell the, the Apache rebels and whatnot. Okay, So there is, in this area, there is a super powerful witch doctor medicine man. Okay, and for a long time, there were these ghost dances that had stopped. And the, the White Mountain Apache, from what I've gathered, they were a peaceful Apache tribe, and they willingly went to the reservation, whereas the Hickorillas and the ones to the south, uh, not the Hickorillas, but the um, Geronimo's band from the south, they were rebels. They fought against them. So this medicine man all of a sudden starts redoing these ghost dances in the time of this general crook campaign okay geronimo himself is documented to have come up to participate in one of these ceremonies okay the reason i'm going over this is because that witch doctor shaman he's from carrizo creek he was killed down there when the Calvary came to snatch him up because he was doing these dances again and then the Calvary was like yo go we gotta go get this guy like he's really inflaming the community yada 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 Geronimo's up there like he's go he goes to do these ghost dance before doing raids and and battles and stuff right and so Crook and his men are like we gotta go get this guy we'll take possession of him to calm the rest of the people down it'll quiet down it'll make our job easier while they're doing that, Apaches ambush them, I think on the way back, yeah, on the way back to Fort Apache, because you know, they've got to go horseback all the way back to Fort Apache down there by White River. And um, he's accidentally killed. The, this witch doctor is accidentally killed near Carrizo Creek. And if you do the satellite straight line thing on Google Earth, the measure tool, it's like 60 miles away from where... Um, Travis Walton incident happened. So what I'm saying there with all that <laughs> vomit of information, what I'm saying there is that it's a possibility in my mind that through the practice of witchcraft, through the practice of ceremonies and the seances and the shamanic activities, in my opinion, that general area up there, the rim of the that the res, all that area around Carrizo Creek could potentially have some sort of like demonic resonance to it. Mm -hmm. Some sort of demonic spirits that have resided there and have been influencing the area. So now we're talking, we moved from like alien mm -hmm. to demonic. That's right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so you're, <laughs> you're making the connection. I'm making a connection here, folks. We're about to blow this thing off right now <laughs> that the lid's about to come, come flying off right now. Here's what I'm saying. This is my idea, okay? This is not the, the theory or the idea of the church. It's Jason Montez's idea, <laughs> okay? That what they, are, they, the government, media, Scientologists and science, what they are trying to tell us 
are these alien beings that are extraterrestrials that are flying spaceships and UFOs with this crazy technology, that those are not physical beings. I'm under the impression, it's my theory, that these things are demonic in nature and that they've been here since the fall of the 200 at Mount Hermon. <laughs> Which is basically the fallen 200 that were cast out from heaven. Hmm. And that these entities and demonic beings and angels, dark angels, have been manipulating humankind, cultures, and feeding this occult history of, of Earth. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? No. I mean, honestly, that You've sounds. I know. <laughs> I know. I have heard your theories. Um, it, it makes more sense to me as a Christian that it would be that than actual little green men coming in from, yeah. you know, outside planets and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as far as like the physical, you know, crafts and stuff like that, that they've been claiming to see, I kind of think that, you know, I'm sure the government's made those things. Yeah. I think humans, this is my take. Sure. Okay. I think humans built them, but I think that we built them based on knowledge that they received from demonic entities mm-hmm. that kind of taught them these things. Mm-hmm. Um, even with technology, uh, stuff like the internet you know that there's actually a sigil that looks creepily similar to a microchip and uh you know that's a whole other topic but for those that don't know what a sigil is yeah a sigil is an inscription or a painted symbol considered to have magical power it they're used in magical processes like hermetic magic the Lemic magic, um, Ordo Templi magic, all that stuff, Golden Dawn magic. Most of these secret societies and organizations use sigils. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and Google that really quick, folks, if you want to take a look. They're interesting looking. They're very interesting looking. A lot, a lot of them seem like nonsense. Some, you know, a lot of you know, squiggly lines and, and things, but I've seen some. And, and let me back up. Sometimes each sigil can be, each sigil can be the symbol of a specific entity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like if you wanted to summon so-and-so, you would look up his sigil, which you can find in medieval books, Mm -hmm. um, and you would do your working based on what, um, not parameters, based on on what, that entity could offer you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you needed kind money. Of like, kind of like a Catholic saint. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, Dickie. Whoa, sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> kind of like the Catholic Church. You, you're, I'm not going to argue with you there. If you're, the, if you're traveling, what do you do? I mean, you first pray to the saint, the patron saint to travel, and then maybe you pray to Jesus second. Mm-hmm. Um, Things like that, you know, if you're 
Yeah, it just goes out. There's many saints for different things. Yeah. So it's that's an interesting interesting point. Yeah. Uh, maybe another show. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there's even um, have you guys seen the movie Hereditary? Oh my gosh. Dark. Oh no. gosh. It's no, so I dark. Not. I don't really if suggest you don't like that scary movie. Movies or like theme thematic kind of you know I yeah yeah that, that one's a really heavy one. Was it but, like a horror? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I didn't do, I didn't oh, do yeah. horror. It talks about like the entity and stuff at the end, like they're summoning an entity. That's correct. And it's actually a real. That's correct. Entity. Yeah. So that Jeez. that design company or that production studio A twenty four. That's like their thing. Their bread and butter is like dark occult based movies. Mm-hmm. Um, hereditary. They, they actually go over all of this. They, um, the demon that's the subject of that movie, I won't say his name. No. He's in an actual demonology book from the medieval times. He does have a sigil. They do use his sigil in the movie. They, yeah. they, they, the entire movie is based on the lemic hermetic magic. Yep. And generational like curses generational and stuff curses like that. curses and the yeah. embodiment of these spirits and things like that. Yeah. I don't it's suggest deep. watching those because, no. you know. That can yeah. uh, kind of bring some darkness into your it's home. It's so heavy. That last one, with, or that oh, yeah. last one, the mother? Yeah. That was so dark. Yeah, no. Uh, Creepy. Anyways. I'm not a fan really anymore. Gotta be, really got to be careful with that stuff. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I think we don't realize like the power that that kind of stuff has. It's like, true. Exactly. Like, like we're, we, we mess around with it, you know, and... and 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 we'll wa- watch a movie and we'll and we'll think well you know this is harmless or we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get some stones right like some of those little crystals yeah. uh, we'll put them on our shelf and we're, and we're messing around like and we think it's cute but it's not cute Mm-mm. right like 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 the things that you're inviting into your life and into your to your home is like that's some scary stuff it's real it's you very know, these are real. real things that people are like oh it's just woo woo. You know, you go up to Sedona and people are like, oh, they're pretty. They mm-hmm. don't, I don't believe they do anything, but they're nice. You know, yeah. put them in my house. And, and even those people are deceived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, and there's I, also there's also the, the crew of people who are like, um, well, don't give it power. Don't, um, if you just deny it, it's just, there's no power in it. There's no existence. Well, obviously, like if you don't deal with it, there's no power but I think it's a little disingenuous. Is that the I right mean, word? I mean, you give it power by acknowledging it. By acknowledging. By by, you know. Or by having it. By having in your possession. it. Possession. Mm. Why even have it? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Mm. Well, I have this, but I, I'm not going to give it power. You're giving it power. Mm. It's mm-hmm. sitting right there. You look at it every day. What are you talking oh, about? You yeah, don't yeah. give it power. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, especially imagery and things and whatnot that people... Yeah. Right. Crystals, imagery. Right. Well, it's just a... It's just a it, it, the movie's fake. It's not real. We're not giving it power. You're watching it. Mm-hmm. You know? You're mm-hmm. bringing it into your household. Exactly. So you have the stance of, like, don't even watch it. Yeah. That's kind of... Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it may sound extreme, you know what I mean? But but really, it's not. Yeah. And that's like what the powers that be, I feel like, want you to believe. You know, they create the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Just like alien movies and like whatever mm-hmm. else. And it's just, it's under this like illusion that it's not a big deal. It's just fun. 
Sure, it's harmless just to experiment fun with these entertainment, ideas. you know. Um, but in reality, mm-hmm. these things that they're putting in front of your eyes, you know, and, and exposing you to are very real demonic things. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. It is. It's yeah. very scary. Uh, I know. And I'm bad at it because I'll like, I'll be like you know, Ooh, look at the content. Like, I got to see what they're going to portray here. Mm-hmm. And like, I go in like super interested on how it's portrayed. Mm. You know, I go in like, what's it going to be packaged like this time? What's the wrapper? You know, mm-hmm. and, and like, yeah, that could be dangerous too. Yeah. I got to watch out for that stuff. Because it's at that time, I get into this like, um, what's the right word? Like a special investigative mind frame where it's like, what are they doing here? You know, <laughs> like this time around. But yeah, it could be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. 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 So it's, so I want to just touch back really quick why I think that what we're dealing with here is more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in today's world, I think it's safe to say people are very, a majority of people are disconnected with the spiritual aspect of life. I think, I think in the West. Okay. I, I think in the West that that's true. I could agree with that. Um, Why do you think that is? I think it started with the enlightenment. Okay. I think it started with the enlightenment, this idea, right? That, you know, knowledge is king. You know, I think, you know, the, the, the enlightenment, it, it came from that Gnostic, you know, that desire for knowledge, mm-hmm. um, which is not a new desire, right? No. Right? Like, like what was, what was, well, was Eve's desire? I was just going to say that. That's the original sin. Why did she eat the fruit? Because she saw that it was desirable to make one wise, mm-hmm. that she would be like God, that she would know the things that God knows. Right. And the whole Gnostic premise, it's like, are you familiar? So I'm, I'm assuming like Sophia and like the Gnostic. Sophia like, the robot? No, not the oh, AI robot. Oh, okay, sorry. Also an interesting topic. <laughs> but there's, sorry. so with, with Gnosticism, you have Sophia, which is, I'm still like, grappling to understand this. But um, Sophia is like this feminine figure. Okay, she's like the feminine aspect of God. Okay, and oh man, it gets deep. Like I said, I'm still learning this stuff. But I thought it was interesting that Sophia's major theme is knowledge, right? And with Gnosticism, it's like they're doing this flip-flop, right? Whereas they're saying that God is the bad being, the God that we know of the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that Sophia, this feminine deity of knowledge is the counterpart of God who is the right God who actually loves us. Mm. Right. And so they're doing like this switch around thing, which is essentially what the serpent told Eve is like, did he say that? Did he really say that? Right. Again, nothing, nothing new under the sun. It's the same. It's the same playbook over and over and over and over again. But the enlightenment I think is what ruins the West. It's what ruined the ra- the okay. the West. Um, this idea that we uh, um, that we can transcend the need for God with knowledge. Okay. And, and I think I think the pursuit of knowledge, right? Um, because we live in 
right? The West is, I mean, this is the culture that we were born into it mm. is this knowledge enlightened culture. Mm. Um, and so I think, I think here, I think we're uniquely prone to pursue, um, uh, to the pursuit and discovery of some hidden knowledge. Okay. I see. You know, that we can know something that maybe somebody else doesn't know. Um, I also think that the West is, is, because of that reason, because of the enlightenment, I think that the West is highly unspiritual. Okay. Mm. Because you think about some cultures that, that aren't, you know, influenced by the enlightenment. You know, you think about, um, you know, some of these maybe third world countries. Okay. They, they still they're still highly spiritual definitely but we're not over here in the west you know we've we've quote unquote advanced beyond the need for god or the spiritual god's a crutch right you hear all that it's kind archaic. of stuff um but we're going to turn around we're going to we're going to be- believe that that aliens are real mm-hmm. right we're going to deny the god of the universe and we're going to we're going to pursue the knowledge of of extraterrestrial aliens like mm-hmm. come on we're that's not getting smarter we're getting dumber mm-hmm. like that's dumb mm-hmm. on it like, oh like, yeah <laughs> yeah um it's far more plausible i think in our minds to believe in aliens than it is to believe in the you know the spiritual world the, the angelic or the demonic yeah i agree I, and i was i was i was gonna say that you know like people in the day right pre electricity i was reading that it was just it was just a common thing the, the spiritual realm and the earth realm was just common Accepted. knowledge mm-hmm. that's yeah. just common knowledge you well, had the, the greeks the you know they had concepts of sheol or i'm sorry um that was um oh, dang it what's it's the tar- i think it's tar- tartarus yes yeah, thank tartarus. you um and and again you know mm-hmm. the old testament they had concept of sheol mm-hmm. uh it, it goes on and on. You have these civilizations. They do have concepts of spiritual realm and earthly realm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's interesting, too, that the, the idea of this contact of spirit realm and that spills over into earthly realm is, has also been evolving. Um, you know, in the old times, uh, a being shows up. It's a, it's a ball of light. Um, angel shows up, you know, and... Um, to, to prophesy it's it's a you know it's a being it can't you can't really tell is a male female it, it's a, some sort of um, it doesn't really say right it's like no the it doesn't really the Lord say. appeared and yeah it, you know so and so fell to the a, ground apparently they're pretty voice. terrifying looking <laughs> it's just a voice um, yeah. look at um, look at um, let's say I'm trying to pull one out of the hat here look at uh, oh look at the scales that fall from Saul's or uh, Paul's eyes, you know, the entire, the entire, um, scene there is spiritual. He, he's hearing something that nobody else can hear. He's like, there's like a, even like a loss of space time. If I remember correctly, he comes back to it and like, you know, and has that experience and nobody else really is seeing what's going on. It's like, what, what I'm saying is that, um, Back then, it was 
they couldn't really name it, right? It was it was just a, a an, it was just acknowledged that oh yeah, that was a spirit, some sort of entity. But now with our technological advancements, our place in in the world and science and the industrial revolution, so on and so on, electricity, internet, are these things coming to us different now? It's probably because they're giving us a sense of independence. That's and, it. Yeah. That's it. You know, you think about cultures, medieval cultures, like um, even before, like let's just go before greenhouses, right? Okay. And, and you're growing crops. You're a farmer. Mm-hmm. And you can't control the weather. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? You have to pray to God exactly for rain. Oh, okay, okay. Rain yep. dances, things like that. So then we advance through the enlightenment mm-hmm. to a, to a place where where we can create a greenhouse and we can you know quote unquote control the weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a pseudo control. We 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 think we have more control mm-hmm. than we actually do just because we're able to take something that God's created. And, and manipulated it for our, you know, purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, a greenhouse with a farm in it. And so, while I can manipulate the the creation to to give me, you know, rain as I need it, I don't need to pray to God. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. and it's little it's little things like that that we've advanced um, to the point where. I think we've eliminated the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm hasn't gone anywhere. We've just denied it for so long that we don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, whereas you know, you think about um, you think about you know Jesus when he was walking the earth, right? Um, wh- what were the two? What were the two realms that existed? Mm. Like he only acknowledges two of them, right? The physical realm and the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, like he ain't talking about aliens. Why not? Mm-hmm. Aliens are probably a foreign concept to him as far as planets. Well, well, he's not talking about them no. because they're not they're, that. I mean, he exist. is, but he isn't in the sense of of Beings. he's acknowledging the demonic and the angelic and and the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's true all throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, up to the book of. Revelation, which is uh, when literally like the greatest work of biblical theology, you know, where John takes the entire, you know, other 65 books of the Bible and, and puts them into one book, mm-hmm. which, which is meant to, through imagery, through symbols, through types, uh, kind of show you what, what that spiritual realm looks like. Yeah. Um, I think we've been robbed of that book too, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. I think we've been robbed. In what sense? I, I think I think we we've been told that it's a crystal ball. Oh sure, sure, sure. And that it's not that's not for us in the sense of to show us you know what's next. Show us true reality. Yeah. Right, because because we're we're not we're not seeing reality as it as it really is yeah. like we, we see the physical around us, but, but again, like we're blind to that spiritual realm. That's, you know, you know, the things that are happening, like yeah. Michael at war with, with the dragon and his angels, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's meant to, it's meant to, to, to give us imagery to, to help us see both the, the physical and the spiritual realm around us. Hmm, um, like 
And yeah, so it's, I always grappled with like people who do this like linear time thing with the with revelations. Like, is it, it's it's hard to really like. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that again. It's it's you're reading it through a Western lens, yeah. and we think linear here, mm-hmm. and you're and you're you're reading it through the lens of, of the enlightenment. So you're, you're, you're reading it through the mm-hmm. lens of, I've got a secret knowledge that I need to have that somebody else doesn't have. Totally. Right. And then we're just prone to that. And so we totally. think when we read revelation, we got the secret knowledge of the end of the world, this, this apocalypse. Well, what does apocalypse mean? Like it's just, yeah. it, it literally, the word literally means in the Greek revelation. Mm-hmm. It's a revealing, it's an unveiling. Mm-hmm. It's an unveiling of the spiritual realm so that you can see it mm-hmm. so that you can endure to the end, right? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's the point of I mean, the book. It makes book. sense. Why else would so many masses of people convert at the end right, like that? Because it's all going to be so dang obvious. Visible. Right, right. That's interesting. And so what are the chances um, that aliens are real? I'd probably frame it up in this way. Um, like, I don't doubt that God could create life, um, you know, in, 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 in the galaxy, in the galaxy somewhere, life that, that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't doubt that at all. He's God, right? It's completely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't doubt that, you know, um, that we might, you know, as we advance in science, be able to observe some of these things, fi- find new things. I mean, we're learning new things all the time. Yeah, true. Um, however, I, I think, I think, you know, that we're defining that, um, what, what we, what the, what, what our culture is defining as alien is, is wrong. I think, I think we are dealing with the demonic. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, I ra- like that rather view, than, you know, you're not limiting God at all. Right. Yeah. It's a good view to have. I right. Do, I do think it's interesting that in Genesis, like when he's creating everything, how the mention of the stars and the moons and the planets or whatever is like super brief. Mm-hmm. Right. But then everything with Earth is like super in depth and detail. Mm-hmm. So I just I just find that interesting. Okay. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Again, I'm not saying that God hasn't created or wasn't capable of creating life out of here, but I just think it's interesting that the main focus yeah. is is here on earth. Now, I would say that there, there probably wouldn't be anything as intelligent um, as, as humanity. Mm. Um, and the reason for that, and I think this is an encouragement for, for people listening, is that we're the greatest of all of God's creation. Right. Right? There's nothing greater. He hasn't created anything greater than than humans, right? Like no matter what else is created out there in the galaxy, there is there is no creation greater than humankind. And the reason is that because we're the dang Imago Dei. The image of God. We are the image of God. There's nothing else that has that title. Yeah. Um, and so and so there's nothing like us, right? E- even if you were to, s- to say like, uh, you know, on, on some planet somewhere that there's these highly intelligent dolphins that are walking around and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, <laughs> right? Like, like um, I-, I think it's, it's highly unlikely that they would have the ability to create um, in, in the way that we do because um, that's a, the, the ability to create and build uh, c- cities or spacecraft or, or, or mm. whatever is, is uniquely human. It's a, it's a human attribute because we reflect our creator, God. Mm. 
you know, nothing, nothing else has that stamp. Yep. Okay. Nothing else has that stamp. And so, uh, I don't think that there, I, I don't, th- I honestly don't think that you're going to find intelligent non-human beings on other planets building si- spaceships and flying to earth because nothing else has the creator stamp that, that we do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, that's it folks. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like that. No, I love it. Cause it's, yeah, man, you don't ever want to limit God, right? Like, like, I, like one of the things I always struggle with is like, pray big, mm-hmm. you know, stop praying little, like pray for mm-hmm. a miracle. Like mm-hmm. that's what he does. He performs miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he did back then. He's still doing them today. Mm-hmm. And so that's in the same sense. Like don't limit him. There's no telling what he, other life he put on Mars. If there's a, a microbe on Jupiter, if there's uh, whatever, mm-hmm. that's a good point. It's a good point to make. And I'm glad um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's we yeah, we are the greatest creation. So like in the sense that they're if they're trying to lead us with this idea that these beings are greater than us and know better, that would be a red flag. It's deception. That that would yeah. be a red flag then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And man, ultimately I don't know. Like 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 what bearing does this have on the salvation that Jesus provides? Yeah. That's like does I'm, it change the gospel? That's the point. Yeah. So if they frame it as if these things are, are greater the and that they're going to give us something that will take us out of our archaic Abrahamic beliefs, mm. then mm-hmm. then yes, that would be problematic to the Jesus savior doctrine that we know of. I, I think, I think what we're dealing with and I, and I think the reason why, you know, it is ancient and I mean, like you, like you said earlier, like it, it, it all comes from, from, from Genesis three, the fall. Right. Yeah. And, 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 um, it, it's this war between kingdoms. It's just, it's just, we live in a war where, mm-hmm. where, you know, the enemy is trying hard to disprove God, you know, to disprove God, to, to make his gospel seem unimportant and and to, to elevate other things, uh, um, to a place in our life where, where we, we want to look at them as as saviors or, or, Mm -hmm. or something weird like that. I don't know. But, um, I think specifically, like we, we we gotta, we, we, you know, I appreciate the research that you put mm. into some of this stuff, you know, yeah. and, and recognizing the influences mm. uh, of, of some of this stuff. Man, that, that's hugely important, you know. Um, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, God, God tells the people of Israel, he's like, he's like hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this promised land, mm. and, and I'm, kicking pe- I'm, like, I'm kicking the people that, that live in it out of this land. And he says... He says um, uh, in Deuteronomy eighteen ten, he says he, he says, look, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or or who is a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead, whoever does these things, he says, is an abomination to the Lord. And he goes on to say, you know, it's for these reasons that I'm kicking these people out of this land mm. and I'm giving it to you. 
Okay. And so I don't want you to do these things. And so I think we need to be hugely aware of the influences of some of this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. and I think it helps us to see the, the you know, knowing that that information helps us to see, you know, the the spiritual world around us, yeah, and to doubt. realize that it's not, man, we're not battling flesh and blood. We're 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 mm-hmm. battling, you know, these guys, these names, um, like. Like man, I just want to weep for these guys because yeah. they're just tools of the enemy. The deception is strong. Yeah, yeah, it is. How 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 would you recommend for somebody not to be discouraged by um, you know feeling lost in these ideas or revelations that may come out regarding these UFO things or entities? Mm. How do you stay encouraged? You know, encouraged and with the word. Yeah. Keep your, your, your positivity up. How do you do that? Yeah, I'd say, you know, Proverbs four twenty three says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring, you know, your life. And, and so and so I'd say that we need to guard our heart. When I, and what I mean by heart, the the way that, that the Hebrews understood heart was was your um, it was your your thoughts, your desires, your emotions, yeah. you know that that encompassed the the heart, um, and so I'd say, man, just be careful what you what what you're allowing yourself to to dwell on and meditate on. You know, First um, Timothy one four talks about man warning us not to devote ourselves to myths that pr- promote speculations and things like that, but rather to train ourselves for godliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would challenge anyone listening to consider, regardless of whether, you know, again, you know, the, the alien stuff continues to come up in the, in the media or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just challenge this man to, to, to ask the question, man, is this thing, is this thing, is me pursuing, you know, this this rabbit hole is, is this is this um is this making me a more godly person mm-hmm. you know is this is this is this helping me to set my mind on god is this helping me to live by the spirit um does it change the gospel does it change who i am does it change who god is mm-hmm. does it change my purpose here on earth mm-hmm. you know to reach people for the kingdom mm-hmm. um or is all this stuff just a distraction you know, silly myths that, that lead us into speculation and, and mm-hmm. draw our, our minds away from God. You know, the, um, the, the challenge that we have is to, you know, um, Paul says in Colossians, set your mind on things above, okay. on God, where God is, you know, seated, you know, where, where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And so um, I, I think that would be my encouragement. I yeah. mean, that's good. I mean, ha- you know, have some, some discernment with, with this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't get lost in it. Don't get lost in this. Don't stay yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. Big thing. When, um, when I was first diving into that, I did feel lost. Yeah. Cause I've, I've been sitting on this stuff for like a decade at least, you know, <laughs> and, and in the beginning, that's all it did was bring like a sense of lostness. Yeah. All it did was make me feel less hope mm-hmm. because this whole thing is built up, you know, this whole thing is built up around me. I can't do anything about it. And then all I can do is just keep flipping and reading or, or whatever, you know, and it's, it, 
it does lead to a sense of lostness if you stay there too long, if you lose track of what is actually important, you know? Right. And, and if there are, you know, these aliens out there, at the end of the day, God created them. Mm-hmm. And, and if they were a threat to you or, or if they were going to be some, some, some massive thing that, that we needed to know about, you know, he probably would have acknowledged it at some point, mm-hmm. you know, in, in his word, but he, but he just doesn't. Yeah. Really, Jesus, Jesus is, is not worried at all about it. Yeah. Like but it's he, not even a thing. Yeah, he's not worried about, um, yeah, the Council of Light from the Galactic Federation of, uh, <laughs> and, and the Constellation, uh, whatever. However, yeah, I, right. however, he does warn us many, many times about the demonic. Absolutely. So. He's constantly cost, casting demons mm-hmm. out of people Left so they could have right. freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's interesting, man. There's a lot. It's a lot of layers. Yeah. There's, I mean, at this point, we can only safely say for sure that there is a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And that we are at spiritual warfare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like the only thing I can say for sure. Yeah. 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 And honestly, like, I know we're, we're probably getting close to the end of times, you know? And I think as we approach that, it's like the deception is just going to ramp up. That push from the enemy is ramping up. And yeah. I personally think that that's why we're, we're hearing more and more about this. Because they want to distract us and, um, you know try to convince us that it's not God that's in control. It's, you know, right now it's these aliens or something, you know, maybe. And so you just got to be sharp, you know, got to be in the word, got to be praying daily and, uh, yeah, don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for the deception because it's going to be getting really hard to like discern. I think, Things are going to become more and more believable. It seems like it's getting that way. Mm-hmm. Times um, appear to be getting more and more confusing. Yeah. And wrong is continually being portrayed as right. Yep. More and more. Um, so, yeah, man, times are, times are confusing right now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Man, I think, I think that about covers it. I got all my crazy <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> Nikki got hers out. Yeah. Justin brought us back down. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, looking good. Yeah. yeah. It's looking good. All right. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, guys, if you have had any, I would love to hear maybe like a crazy story yeah. um, from a listener. Have you seen anything? Have you experienced anything? What do you think about aliens? Are they entities? Are they green men? Do they fly spaceships? Let me know. But um, do you anything else that you want to add, Nick? No, just uh, well, I guess yeah. Just stay sharp. Like I said, stay in the word, yeah, and uh, don't a, fall for the lies. It's the best we could do, I guess. Yeah, guard your and heart. guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Set your mind on things above. Totally. And I've been praying a lot about, um, like personally in my life. Like I've been praying a lot about for for, for Jesus to search my heart. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because, because, like you said a bit a bit ago, like it's real easy to get lost in this information, or research, or investigative stuff, or theories, and I think that like even when I think I'm doing something right, you know, I still want to ask like Jesus to search my heart, like for this 
like he, only he can confirm, you know, am I on the right path? And he'll let me know. Um, and so I've just been really trying to focus on like, can you search me here? Yeah. And like, can you bring out like whatever could be, you know, off kilter, wrong, um, anything, you know, and I, that helps. I think that's helping it's a good. little bit. Um, so yeah, it's good. I like I said earlier too, like, like it's important to know the influences. We yeah. don't just stick our head in the sand and, and, True. and, you know, we, we want to know. We like, be ignorant to it. You can't just walk around right. your whole life being ignorant. Right. And you'll just be swayed like the trees. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and we want to stay away from anything that might have that occult, you know, mm-hmm. influence to it, that demonic influence to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to finish off with here, Justin? I don't think so. I think I said it. I think I said my, I think I, think I said my piece. <laughs> I think you did a great job being objective. Yeah. Um, is that the right word? Yeah. Objective. Um, or is it subjective? I never know. I get this. In this con- case, would it be subjective? Because this is all, anyways. But I'm just glad you brought what you brought right to yeah. the table. Um, <laughs> like I said, I appreciate uh, your 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 discernment. I appreciate your knowledge of, of the word and how you can relate it and stuff mm-hmm. to, to me from my feeble mm-hmm. mind. Um, but uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, really dude. appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Let us know. Thank you, you guys for having me on. You're this welcome. is awesome. Yeah, You're welcome. I would love to have you back to talk yeah. about other theological things, or just maybe even just some positivity every now and then. Shoot. Yeah. We yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm down. Awesome. Yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, shoot us an email, sanctifiedstudio at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We pray blessings over all you guys, your family, and your discernment. Yes. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. We love you. God bless. Bye. Bye. <laughs>